Okay. All right. That's it. Let's go. They're just ambitious women networking. While some other women aspire to get burkin. While some other women hit the club and get twerking. Educated women know that it's a bit irking. Whether you be a woman or you be a male. You need to listen to Janina and Shalia L. Cause if you know like I know ain't nothing better than the Billy John. Authenticity is something that they really on. <laughs> this is the John. A podcast. I love y'all. Be forward. to the drawing podcast i'm your host shalia and your host nina and today's affirmation says share your gifts others need to see your greatness sis you cool i'm cool i had a rough couple of like last i'll say this last week was rough for me but i'm okay i guess i got into um a car accident last week so that wasn't fun. Um, I guess the good thing is that, you know, they already ordered the parts and he already started taking my car apart. So um, hopefully I'll have my car back in like a week or so. Okay. Well, you're here. You're not hurt. So you got to look on the bright side. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm trying my best to look at it on the bright side. I um I'm getting the front of my car the front of my bumper was cracked anyway, so I'm getting that getting a whole new bumper. <laughs> well, that's the bright side. Yeah. And then like the undercarriage of my car was hanging off. So that's in, all that's gonna be fixed. So So that was all before. broken before the accident? Before, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, underneath like I I think I ran over like some snow or something and it's like this cover, I guess, that's under my car and it had started hanging down. So it was like hanging up with like some wire or something my dad put underneath there because they said it was like $300 to replace it. And, um, oh. and then I think I, I think I hit something. I don't know if it was the same incident, but all the way at the bottom, not, at the top bumper, but all the way at the bottom part of my bumper was cracked. It's not the bottom of my car is below the bumper. The bottom of my car was cracked. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna fix all that. Okay. Um I'm not good. I'm not gonna sit here and tell y'all that I am. Um I know that's what everybody say. But I'm not. Um I've been like in pain, which I'm always in pain. I just fight through it and don't complain about it. But for the last couple of days, I've been in pain. Um, I think sometimes I bring it on myself when I overthink stuff. But um, last Thursday, so my therapist moved to Texas, right? And what she was saying was I'm still licensed in Georgia. 
So I'll still be able to see, blah, blah, blah. So prior to her moving, she told me the moving day, we were, we were like, okay, let's just wait. Let everything go through in Texas and make sure, you know, you're still able to see people in Georgia. So I didn't see her for like a month since she moved to Texas. So even though we've been corresponding on the phone and through text, so I finally had an appointment when my appointment went, you know, as scheduled. And then her secretary calls me like, um, do you have another insurance card? And I'm like, no, I have the same insurance. So they run it again. And she's like, oh, you don't have out-of-network coverage. No, not for a therapist, I don't. If I was to go to a hospital or something out of state, then yeah, but not for a therapist. So she's like, well, um, what do you want to do? Either you can pay out of pocket or your journey ends here. And I was like, well, damn. You know, I thought... The secretary said that or the, or the therapist? My said therapist that. said that. You said it like that? <laughs> yes. So I was taken aback, like, well, damn, that's it. You don't um, try to see so you, how you can help or... So you tell me she didn't know that she was no longer in your network? That, like that her network affiliation changed? I think she knew. I think she was just still going to try to get away with it because I guess other people had out-of-network coverage. I don't know because she accepts multiple insurances. However, my thing is, is that, but prior to this, when she told me she was moving to Texas, she used to see elders at a nursing home giving them therapy. So I had said to her, mind you, me and my therapist talked. Like, I thought we, I went and hung out. Like, I thought we had, a really, you know, a better relationship than this. But now that I'm thinking back, I had asked her, I said, well, what about your clients that you're not going to be able to see anymore, especially at the nursing home? And her reply was, oh, that'll be all right. And I was like, but I just didn't look into it or think any of it more at the time. So... When she told me, like, well, your journey, I guess your journey is here. And I just was like, Um, that is weird. Yeah, it's just, to me, it's like, I never, not thought, I'm not taking away anything that she taught me or gave me because she is a good therapist. But the other therapist that I had, when I moved out of state, they gave me referrals. They made sure I was good. They made sure my mental health was in check before they just kicked me to the curb. She knows what I'm going through. And she just was like, well, I guess your journey is here. So that kind of upset me. So I think I kind of put myself into like a a depression or like, you know, because I just thought it was more. But it's just a lesson to me as I'm getting into my journey of being a therapist. Don't do people like that. Because to me, it's like you're making it all about money. And yeah. When you and that's like the thing. That, What's so sad is that a lot of people can benefit from therapy, but because there are a lot of people who are careless that, um, that are in the profession, it makes a lot of people, um, you know, shy away from getting the therapy, yeah. you know? And it's so crazy because then I go on TikTok 
and I see, I swear the phones be listening. I see all these TikToks about people, like one girl got into an argument with her therapist. Another guy said that his therapist was at Home Depot while they were on like a session and she was going back and forth with him. Um, and then it was just like a therapist had billed somebody triple times. And it's just like, don't, you can't, people look at stuff as just like a job, but you literally have people's lives in your hand. And right. as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, damn, she don't even know what kind of mental state I'm in. I could go out, like my last therapist, when I moved from Philly to Georgia, she was like, are you suicidal? Are you homicidal? What are you feeling about this movie? She made sure it wasn't about money for her. It was about, I care about my clients and I want to make sure they're okay. But when you get like that, it don't turn out good. So that's, but that's weird. Cause I thought you guys were like genuinely friends. I did. That's the thing. Janina, so did I. So did I. That's why I was just like, but you know, people show you who they are. So I definitely they do. You know, <laughs> that's that's the scariest part of being an individual and being an adult in this world by yourself is that it's very hurtful when you um misread your your body like how much this person weigh you know you know how they feel about you that's the part mm-hmm. that like Cause I mean, it's happened to me before where it was somebody who I thought, you know, that's, and, and it is hard because like my mantra now is like, I bang with who bang with me. And, you know, when I look around in regards to like my close knit circle, I really don't have a lot of people in it. And it's so, it's so <laughs> crazy in comparison to like how many people I used to talk to on a like daily basis, but I mean, I don't really, I mean, it's, it's a lot of people who, like, don't know a lot of things that's going on in my life, but. Yeah. So, it's just like, like I said, I look I'm at I'm sorry it, to hear that. As, yeah, as a lesson learned, because you don't get, it was just like, well, if you can't pay this out of pocket, then I don't know what to tell you, because I need my money. So. But I feel like. Yeah, and I mean, the... And I, I get feel, it, but like I said, you have, you literally have people's lives in your hands, and yeah. people can literally go out and be like... Literally. I'm going to kill myself, or I'm going to do... You know, literally. Right. So Is to it, me... I was, I was just telling you about my old manager, like, what he went through, all the things that he went through, his wife is like... He had some therapists, and they were horrible. They gave him horrible advice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, what? Well, did he go see a psychiatrist? She was like, yeah. Every time I feel like I'm asking her questions to kind of like get her through something, it sets me back. I'm like, oh my god, the story just gets worse and worse. Like, oh my god. And I, I totally understand her. Like, it's, it, it, I feel so bad for her because she's really going through stuff emotionally and she needs the assistance of a good therapist, but it's like, it's going to be super hard for her to trust anybody. She says she's been talking to the pastor, but you know, it's, it's hard. Like, I couldn't imagine it. Yeah. But 
it's that like I said, it's definitely putting me into like a state of do I even want to go find somebody else or you know? But I'm a I'm a keep it pushing. I'm just right now. I'm just praying and sitting on it because it's hard to find somebody that you can talk to and be open with and all of that stuff. I'm gonna I'm get through it, but it just threw me for a loop for real, for real. Yeah, that would have threw me for a loop if she said it like that too. Instead of saying, let me look into this, let me see what I need to do to get back into network, or let me see if one of my friends or such and such is in your network so that you can transition over there. Like, that's just so odd. Like, knowing what I'm going through, knowing how, not how needy I am, but where I am in my stage of like, you know, self discovery and trying to auto correct certain toxic traits. Like, that's just. Like, mm-hmm. to me as a therapist she shouldn't want me to digress it's like okay let me try to get her help so she doesn't have to do this all over again you know what i mean yeah no that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't what it was um well, some people be people man, man. girl girl <laughs> people girl. people in. definitely for sure um hmm. So, oh, I like that drawing. What's your, oh, I like that drawing? So, you got to know if I don't like that drawing for the sweet. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I have, um, I watched this documentary about, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on HBO Max. It actually was old, but, um, I never saw it before. And it was really good. It was called Kareem Minority of One Documentary. And, um, like, I didn't know. It was it was information that I like definitely didn't know. So when he converted to Islam, um, like his dad had like connected him to um this black Muslim brother who was part of the black Muslims, but then he like branched off on his own. And he kinda had like a rival black Muslim group. Mm-hmm. I'll say cult. <laughs> so Kareem had learned a lot from him and because Kareem had the means financially, he actually like purchased a house in DC to be the headquarters of his organization. Mm. And I guess this happened in the seventies. Well, girl, the black Muslims with Elijah Muhammad put out a hit on his man. Mm. They came to the house that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar owned. But he was in Milwaukee playing basketball. Came to the house to kill the man. The man wasn't there. And they killed everybody who was at the house. What? Yes! The whole plan. I'm like, I never knew anything about this. It was crazy. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Children also. It was crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was a really good documentary because it started off from, like, he was a baby up until today. And so, like, you see, like, his journey in high school. Because he didn't start playing basketball until he was in eighth grade. And, you know, he, he was, like, six foot nine by the time he was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my other one is The Great Soul Who Cook Off. I didn't know anything about this show. This show came out in 2021. But it was originally on the Discovery Plus. Because um, I was like, why is HBO having this show? But then I found out that it was on Discovery Plus first. And then I guess HBO Max must have got license to it. But uh, it was really good. It was like uh, Master Chef, but, you know, it was all black people, all black 
judges, and they were doing like all different variations of soul food. And um, what was my other one? Oh, my fat self. I made some pretzel bites with um canned biscuits the other day. <laughs> did you? How did they turn out? You boiled them and did all that. Um, they were good. Um, I just you just dropped them in boiling water with baking soda. Mm-hmm. just for a couple of seconds and then I put them in the oven and then I put some um oh then you put some egg wash on them right. and I put um everything seasoning on it okay so my oh I like that drawing for this is this movie forget which channel I watched it on but it's called Jerry and Marge go large <laughs> And it's about this older couple and the husband found out how to manipulate the lottery. And um, he was playing it behind his wife's back. And he finally told her because he was hiding the money in like a cookie jar. His granddaughter wanted the cookies and he hid it. And so um, she came outside while he was like doing something in the yard and was like, what have you been hiding? just broke down but that's not even what she was asking him about she asked him about something totally different but anyway he learned how to manipulate the lottery and when she found out she was like well let's go all for it so they would go around to different states and they would always double or triple the money that they bet so they started out with fifteen thousand dollars and then they bet that all and then they got like 30,000, close to 30,000 in winnings. And so after they kept winning, they started getting people to be partners, investing. And so they was making all this money. And then this college group came and was like, oh, you think you're making all this money? You're going to have your accounts if you don't stop and all this stuff. It was good, though. It was based on the true story. Um, but it was... I think it was, well, I know it was, like, based on back in the day because the lottery machines that they had was so old. It took them hours to basically punch in all the numbers that they were punching in. And they had to go. So if they got $15,000 worth of tickets, they had all these tickets. And once they seen a winning number, they would have to go through every ticket and find the numbers. It was a lot. But it was good. It was good. Oh, but it was the actual movie, but it wasn't like a documentary. Um, I don't know if it was a documentary or a movie. I just came across it and read the read it, and I was like, "Oh, let me watch this." So I gotta look because I don't even remember what channel um I watched it on. And then my other oh, I like that joins this podcast that I listen to called All the People Podcast with Janelle Roberts. And the episode was called Are We Trauma Buddies or Sisters? Surviving Trauma. Um, when I listened to this episode, <laughs> it was definitely an episode that was so relatable, especially with my relationship with my sisters. Um, she had her sister on, and they were basically talking, saying how, when they were growing up, they weren't able to bond because they were going through so much trauma. And so they became angry at each other because they felt like one was getting treated better than the other. And just things that happened in their life where 
one sister would go to her dad's house and she felt she had a better life at her dad's house. And then she would have to come back home to her mom's house with the trauma. And it just, they were just talking about how they didn't just get a chance to be sisters. And listening to it just reminded me of the relationship that I had with my sisters. Only difference is my sisters don't recognize the trauma or they don't want to address the trauma. So when I was listening to it, I was like, it would be good if me and my sisters can have a conversation like this, but they're not ready yeah. to address their trauma. So, yeah, um, you have to get out your own way. Basically, you have to be able to get out your own way in order to like mend certain things. And everybody, you know, everybody grow at different spaces, different paces. So, I mean, I wish you guys could like. I, it's heartbreaking. Like it's heartbreaking knowing that like you guys are literally all you guys have and it is like we can't even have that so yeah yeah but like i said when you talk to them and i say oh this and this and this happened don't look at me like but at the same time when i do talk to them it's certain things that they talk about but they still refuse to go to therapy or still refuse to get help with it so I just keep praying. God is a miracle worker. Right, right, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, maybe through their journey of parenthood, that they'll recognize, you know, certain things and work on themselves. You know, everybody is a work in progress. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I just pray about it because even, you know, with going through grief and I eat my last therapist even offered my sister to come in for a session. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like you try, you try, you try, but if you keep getting shot down, then all you can do now is just pray. So and I pray for my nieces and nephews too because they've experienced trauma. It's like <laughs> if you don't address your trauma, then your kids go through trauma and then it just is a continuous cycle. So Exactly. And especially grief, like dealing with grief at a young age, like that plants certain seeds and not dealing with the grief and like those seeds manifest into other things. It's a lot. It's a lot. A lot of people, to me, especially in our community, we underestimate emotions and underestimate like the gravity of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's toxic, but <laughs> it is toxic, and that's why I said <laughs> I just, just pray because the fact that you get married and you don't even go to marriage counseling like that, I just was like, Shalia, this is not your fight. You gotta let people be who they are and how they want to be. But, ooh, child, so prime time. What did you buy this week? I, I didn't buy anything but pampers. <laughs> you might get Aiden yeah, um, <laughs> on that toilet, child. Girl, he is the worst. He knows how to go, but he just like he don't. It's the whole thing with like telling you, telling you when he gotta go. He'd be like, no. Like, you gotta pee. No. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> still make him go to the bathroom. Like <laughs> he'll go, go and to take that bathroom. Girl, he's so bad. Like no. I bought some um magnesium oil because since I've been in a lot of pain, I've been hearing people say that this is better than like icy hot. It, it's good. I tried it and. I, you know, it subsided the pain, so. Where's your I'm pain? I'm keep using it. All over. <laughs> but no, so my pain, I don't even really like to talk about this, because I'm not going to do anything to fix it, <laughs> so. But my pain is in my back, and it's with my native kidneys. And so... To get rid of that pain, I would have to get my native kidneys removed, and I'm not having any more surgeries. So, I'm just going to have to find ways to cope with it. But, I feel like it's more exaggerated when I'm stressed, or if I'm going through something. That's why I said I think I bring it on myself. But most days, it's bearable. It's minimal, you know what I mean? But, for the past few days, it's been like, wake up in pain, go to bed in pain. So, you know, I'm not having any more surgeries unless um, it's something that's life or death. So current events, today is March 1st. Today is, March is a lot of things that are special to me. Um, it's Women's History Month. It is National Kidney Disease Awareness Month. And it's National Social Work Month. So all of those things are near and dear, special to me. So um, today is actually Black Women's Appreciation Day. So make sure um, during this month of March, you show women some appreciation. And, you know, just represent for the women. Making history every day. Exactly. so there was, did you hear, I don't know if you heard about this, the shot right on Parkside Avenue, they sh- they sold a 350k lottery ticket. Did you hear about that? I didn't, and I wish it was mine. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I said, well, God darn, 350k? That's what's up. I'm here, the person hasn't come for it yet. I, really? if I lived in Philly, yeah, if I lived in Philly, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't want people knowing my business i know i don't even know pennsylvania because some some states they require for you to um like you can't come you can't claim it anonymously no you can't in pennsylvania they were like we'll know who the person is when they come forward (laughs) they probably like let me get my stuff in order exactly exactly. (laughs) yeah so speaking of um shop right so we have this mayoral race going on in philly and um brown <laughs> he's one of the he's like one of the only candidates that um doesn't have political experience most of the other candidates are either council council people or um you know was on some kind of board or whatever so if they have like ten candidates, so we'll see. So many candidates. That's a, 
Remember, remember the uh, presidential race started off like that. It was like a lot of candidates. I know, but that's the presidential. Isn't one of the ladies an ex-stripper? Why are they doing what? <laughs> when I looked at the list, everybody was a council person. Okay. <laughs> and I ain't about no extra woman. Like, she could have been extra from being an LG council woman, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, girl. But I think I've seen that. Because I'm still, I still follow. I don't even follow. Um, Yeah. Oh, no, she running for Congress. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what? Okay, yeah, congressional mind. campaign. Okay. I just said um, that stripper. I was like, <laughs> hey. A lot I mean, of get in where you fit in. If that's oh, she did it while she was in college. Oh, okay. Part time stripper in college. Okay. But you know how people yeah. don't let stuff go. So that's what they're leading you with. Leading you with. Ex stripper, ex stripper. Right. I wonder how. Who found out? That's so crazy. Probably one of the people that she running against, she gave them a lap dance. They was crying in the strip club. <laughs> and you know that's um, how they feel. Yeah. So. You can't never. Yeah, I think I know plenty of people that used to dance back in the day. Um, that's it is what it is. Especially in college. Get money how yeah. you get it. So, um, yeah. I came across this, this story that is going on in Tennessee. So one of the um reps, Dennis Powers, um, is introducing a bill where instead of inmates getting killed by the chair, he wants them to get killed by um what is it called? Um, basically he wants them to be um where army lines up and just shoot at you. I forget what they call it. Oh, oh, okay. Um, firing squad. Yeah, firing squad, right? So that's what he wants instead of the, um, electric, that's by electrocution. So then this other representative is at the meeting and he comes talking about, I love the idea, but can I also make an amendment that, um, people can also get hung by a tree? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? What's Tennessee? And yeah, some crazy other, people probably be like, yeah, I'm going to go out like Cleo. <laughs> but, why? Like, first of all, half of the people that's on death row shouldn't even be here. Let's talk about start there. Then, a firing squad? Now you want to <laughs> talk about hanging, lynching? Come on. Are we? We're, we're, it's 2023. So y'all want to get together and watch somebody be lynched. And the sad yeah, part I is mean, that the people are America, But the thing about it, and these are probably the same uh, pro-life people. Like, that's the thing about people. It's like, you you can't 
like it's like you you're like okay for this death and but it's not okay for that death it's so weird but uh, it's america though honestly yeah yeah it's it's sad that this is what y'all want to see and then it's to me it's like okay if they introduce this bill well let's lock more people up let's put them on death row and let's okay so the southern states that still does electric electric chair is Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Everybody mm-hmm. else, I'm pretty sure they do lethal injection. It says in Kentucky, only inmates sentenced before a certain date can choose to be executed by electric chair. Uh, so it's so <laughs> the whole uh, situation is is hard actually. It is. It really, really is. But like I said, it's going. It's like, oh, well, let's lock more black people up, or, and let's lynch them as a form. Yeah, let's cut them because the world. justice system is so flawed. It's like I'm not gonna say I'm like against the death penalty because, like, if it's somebody who you guys have like legitimate, and that's the whole thing is like overwhelming evidence. Like you find these dead bodies up in their house. Like I'm not completely against the death. That's like death sentence but i know that there's so many cases where someone the crime wasn't even as bad because of how these laws are and they got you know sentenced to this punishment and were literally on their way to get killed and the governor had the call like oh you know because it's so hard to overturn a conviction so right 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 that's a mess it is. Just, we gotta tighten up and not, you know, stay on our feet and keep going. I here. had jury duty this week. I, know, <laughs> I had jury duty this week. I didn't go. I didn't go. Uh, okay. Um, I had to reschedule. Yeah, I had to reschedule. But they like sent me a notice and everything in the mail. So it's a final notice, girl. They like final notice. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna they gonna charge me five hundred dollars. Failure to appear at summons is an offense punishable for contempt of court, and you may be fined in an amount not exceeding five hundred dollars. I'm like, oh man. But Child, luckily, I don't know if they do that here. I don't have to look into that. But whew, I remember the last time I went, I just told them my cousin, <laughs> who is a lawyer in Philadelphia, and they were like, oh. Get her out of here. Because <laughs> he, he's a controversial oh one. You remember the girl, what was her name? Latoya Figueroa, her boyfriend had killed her. And he was on, you remember um Golden Girl Show? And he was on there saying he didn't kill her. He had people out there looking for her and stuff. She was pregnant with his baby. I don't know if you remember that story. No. But anyway, he took that case to represent the boyfriend. <laughs> and since he took that case, people were like, uh, I don't know. But lawyers take cases for money at the end of the day, even though they know the person guilty. That's just what some lawyers do. So, so um, I know we haven't done a horoscope in a long time. Uh, so I'm going to do the current horoscope. Well, the current zodiac sign that's going on right now is Pisces. Today is my sister's birthday. 
She's having her party on Saturday. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> she was like, we watching your kids. I'm like, my kids is coming. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so I'm doing Pisces. So for love, you feel like you're lost in one of your better dreams early this month as the sun continues to light up your idealistic first house. There's nothing wrong with floating happily among the clouds, Pisces. As long as you know that at some point, reality will hit you and you'll have to come down. Early this month, communicative Mercury joins the party in your quiet, reflective sign. So the way you talk to each other could become somewhat strange. The more you try to avoid certain topics, the more obvious that it is that you're not addressing them. And if you have a pushy partner, this could lead to some real, real stress. Mm-hmm. And for money. You're looking for a new way to bring in extra cash now, and you may not yet have the perfect solution. But with aspects affecting your house of employment, you'll find that there are more opportunities than you think. Working more hours is possible, as is finding extra work on the side. Your career will positively will be positively affected by any action you take. And for health. While your wellness sector isn't focused this month, your sign certainly is. The presence of the sun, your wellness planet in Pisces until March 20th can inspire you to set some positive health targets. If you feel the urge to eat better or exercise more, follow it up. And because you'll be more aware of your body and the aging process, you'll want to give this your full attention. Getting the advice of a coach or a personal trainer would be a great way to get the ball rolling and get the support you need. That's funny how it says the aging process. And I was like, oh, it's her 50th birthday. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of people turning 50 this year. Get it together. All right, so we're going to get into this week's episode topic. And this week's episode topic is kind of um, because we have a lot of new followers on social media. And we have a lot of new listeners, so we just wanted to give um, our supporters just a brief look into us, how we started this thing, how we managed, because we realized that you may not go back to that first episode (laughs) and listen. (laughs) Um, So the episode topic for this week is This Is Us. I don't even, I lost track. Of how many years it's been since we've been friends? I just know it's over twenty years at this point. Um, I believe I believe we met in ninety nine. <clears throat> okay. So I believe it was ninety nine. If not ninety nine, then two thousand. But it was it's not beyond two thousand. Um. At <laughs> at this ghetto. Yeah, um, a lot of people worked there. So we were in college, and um, it, yeah, so it was my part time job. And Shalia, I don't even, I don't even know how we started talking. She, I, what? Because I used to always be on my phone. Right, right, right. That's all yeah, I was about to say. Oh, was that the pizza store that was the first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we used to always, always see her at the 
Shalia is like this little powerhouse. That's I think that's what it is. Like she's like this little powerhouse. Like she don't care who the hell is around her. Like when she when she comes in, she's she's determined or whatever she's gonna get done. So I used to look I'm like, look at her, where where is she going? And like what the, what? Where is she going? Where what did she I used to do? Oh, okay. No, it just seems like you were always on a mission. That's okay. how I see it then. Like, you were always on a mission. Like, it never was like, you were like, oh, you never seemed like you were unsure what you was about to go, what you was about to do. Which is like, if you if you had to go to a break, like, if we going to break, you already knew immediately. Boom. I'm going here. I'm going there. Like, like, it was never like, it was never like a Boom, boom, boom. She coming in. She get sitting down. She going here. She wiping the phone off. She <laughs> for real. I mean, yeah. I just used to be trying to be. That's how I see it. You never because you are an overthinker. Then you probably always knew exactly what you were going to do when you came to that place. You get what I'm saying? But like for me, it was like, hey, girl, what's up? Never like pleasantry. You know, some people bullshit. They walk in. Hey, such and such. Yeah, what's up? No, listen. She was. <laughs> this is hilarious listening to you talk about this right now. Well, I know for me, I just was like, who? Do this little girl. Like, what is she doing? Little girl, and I, just, and I was over to her. <laughs> right? No, I'm just like, little powerhouse. I was just like, what is she? And then, I don't know, I guess I must have said something to you. And I said, who who you be talking to? You was like, why are you always on the phone? I know you don't have no minutes or something, you said. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, because I got free after nine. And I be at work during the day all day, so I don't really get to use my phone. And you was like, oh, because I was saying to myself, she always on that phone. <laughs> I had like a hundred minutes a month. Like a hundred minutes a month. But see, back in the day, this is how old we are. Back in the day, the first incoming minute was free. Yeah. But you didn't have free at nine o'clock on your phone? I did, but by, by nine o'clock, we got off at like 10 30. Uh, well, I always talk to the same person. So. But see, you had Sprint, and I think they had free Sprint to Sprint. Yeah, but I don't even know if the person that. I talked to, I don't know, maybe, but I know I didn't never go for my minutes. Because like I said, I worked during the day. If I did talk, I was on my work phone. That's back in the day when you could be on your work phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? You didn't have to use your, your cell phone. But then we just started talking from here. Because we was always at the pizza store. Getting pizza, fat as shit. <laughs> 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 but no, we wasn't fat back then. We was at all. But um, so then I don't know. I don't even know how. How did how did we start talking to Angela, or were you already talking to her? Oh, I don't remember. I don't Um, remember. Yeah, I literally don't remember. I just know. I know um, we all used to sit sit in the same area. Yeah, I mean, we only had like a fifteen minute break. Um. But probably we all probably got more cooler like when we work on the weekends because like we work on the weekends and then we would go go somewhere afterwards. Yeah, but, but I just I mean, don't was, know how it so, how it uh, became 
your house became just the three of us. And everybody would group us together. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely got in trouble together. Yeah. <laughs> got in trouble together. Or was um, always speaking up about some mess that was going on. Like, why y'all? I remember one time up, something happened and they had us all like in this break. I remember the either a room, I don't think it was the break room. It used to be like this glass room. And they had us just standing out there waiting. Because the place was like old and like musty. <sighs> we probably yeah, got I some. Esther, um, I saw Esther last week. For real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she be walking on Cobb's Creek. Hmm, I know when I used to work at CBS, Keisha used to um come in there and she still was working there. I know they had moved to like University City or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, I haven't seen her in years. I mean, I really, I feel like I ain't see really nobody from. I'm friends with a couple of people, maybe. No, I'm lying. I think I'm only friends with like one person, and that's Shawnee, who used to work there on um social media. But um, anyway, speak about the people, but I'm not friends with nobody. Yeah, I haven't um seen really. Well, no, I'm lying. So, like, some people who I knew before, what it is is some people who I already knew started working there. So, mm-hmm. I am friends with some people who I knew. So, yeah. So, like, this guy who I knew from elementary school, he started working there. And one of his friends, I'm friends with him on social media. And I actually used to talk to him at one point, like, when we were, like, 20 or whatever. So, I'm, I'm friends with him on social media. So, um, it's just a few people. Like, you know, most people are my age that I stay cool with, but um, anyway, so yeah, so we met at this ghetto um, <laughs> marketing research place. So we used to call people over the phone to do surveys. Those surveys were so whack and so boring. The survey Pointless. that your had was whack. Like, Pointless. they was really whack. That long behind one about you using different investors. I remember that one. They were they were for like thirty minutes. Like they weren't even fun surveys. They were just like scale one to one to five, five being this, four being that. Oh my god, the worst. Um. So okay, so yeah, so to rewind, you know that was ninety nine. We had trials and tribulations. You know we had (laughs) we had some trials and tribulations. We was growing, um, into women, but you know. That was twenty. Where are we at? Twenty four years ago. So right. yeah. Right. So I mean, you know, we had we both listened to podcasts, and um, in twenty twenty one, I don't. I actually don't know when was the first time. I believe I I I asked you would you do a podcast with me? Um, maybe like a year before that. Yeah, it was a phone conversation because at the time my boyfriend was doing a podcast and we were talking about that. And I was like, I want to do a podcast. And he was like, me too. We should do it. <laughs> but then that was just the conversation. It never went anywhere from yeah, there. So yeah. I actually had wanted to do, before I listened to actual podcasts, I would listen to, we both listened to The Breakfast Club right a lot 
like when they first were out. And I felt like when I listened to them, because to me, their structure is similar to a podcast more than a morning show. And right. I was like, um, I could do this. Like, this is easy. Like, what they're doing is so easy. Like, <laughs> I could do it. And, um, you know, fast forward to, like, so many different podcasts that I listen to and just have conversations with, you know, an array of different people. I just feel like, I, you know, me, me and Shalia, we could be on the phone for three hours and not realize, like, no exaggeration. Yeah. Be on the phone for three hours and not even realize. So, I think for me, like, I listen to Amanda Seals and she does her podcast by herself. So when she first started out, she did it by herself. And then more recently, she has guests. But um, I feel like to do a podcast alone is harder. I feel like it's, it's harder. You may, you know, even for the listener, I feel like it's harder for me to listen. I listen to a couple podcasts where, it, you know, it's one person. But to me, it's, it's, it's actually a harder listen. So I feel like I'm a lot. I wanted to do it, but I was like, I feel like I need to do it with somebody who I know I can talk to and, like, you know, I won't be, like, ready to hang up or stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, damn. (laughs) Yes. But anyway, so, yeah, so in 2021, we made the plunge, like, you know, we had, um, Shalia was, was you was in town? I was in town. Yeah, I, was, I came to Philly to visit for the weekend, and I planned a dinner with all my close friends. The three, four, <laughs> not a lot, but um, a person that I'm no longer friends with was here, and we were telling her about it. And she was like, "Y'all should do it." Um, and from that night, we just start planning it. We came up with the name. Um. We came up with the logo and all of that stuff, and it just went from there. Um, just amazing how, like I said, like we, it was something that we probably like wanted to do, and it, like we wanted to do it, but it was like not in the not on the forefront, exactly. Yeah. So it was like something that we wanted to do, and then it was like we're talking actually allowing another person to hear the idea and then they're like yeah i'm actually excited and actually i spoke to it is ironic because in addition to that person i told one of my friends who i'm no longer speaking to that i that i no longer speak to either that i wanted to do it and she said i think that you would have great content So that motivated me as well. It's just so deep. <laughs> this is the part that's deep for me. What's deep is that these two individuals who we no longer have, you know, the same relationship with were instrumental in like us getting it started, but I felt like they didn't support or provide any feedback or anything. It's so weird to me. Like, it's yeah. so weird because the particular friend who I'm referring to, I was always supportive of any of her indentures, any of, any, any of her 
and she's had a lot of different businesses and she's done a lot of different things and I've always been supportive and the fact that the one thing that I actually like decide to do and then on top of that you were one of the people who said oh I think you know you'll be great and the fact that I know that you listen to podcasts I understand if it's like it's people who's never listened to a podcast before so I don't have the same expectations like when people who like aren't podcast listeners but if I know for a fact that you and I talk about podcasts that we listen to before we start this and then it's like okay well so you can't you can't share okay but it's a lesson it's just a lesson it is it is and it's like the person that i'm referring to we had her on the podcast several times she didn't even listen to the episodes that she was on and i was like well why would we continue to have you on here when you're not even listening to the episodes that we have you on, that literally makes no sense at all. What, why? The but when she was of on, listening to our podcast. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose of us having the podcast is for people to listen. <laughs> but when she was on, like, oh, I'm thankful for y'all having me on and for being a regular. You're not. Because you don't listen. And and she's a person I know that listens to podcasts. Podcast. One of the podcasts that I listen to faithfully earn your leisure. She's the one who told me about it. Right. And right. you listen to their podcast faithfully. So how you right. not going to listen to a podcast that you're featured on? That literally makes no sense to me at all. Makes no sense. Right. But you know, but God again, works things out the way that they're supposed to be. So He does. He does. People, people, what you have to learn is that people, um, they, they basically prove their worth. So it's like, what that person's intention of being involved in your life is, a lot of times, once it happens, then they're no longer needed. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? She gave us both of these friends, gave us our push, and then God said it's time for them to go. (laughs) 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 Their purpose now, you know. But, you know, um, so then from there, you know, we just continue to learn everything that this podcast is. Nobody taught us. We learn from listening to other podcasts, from researching, all of that. We literally had no help. <laughs> we started that's why we, yeah, that's why we're constantly asking for feedback. And, you know, because we we need that. And we need positive feedback as fuel. B, we need constructive that's feedback to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if it's something that you necessarily didn't like, because if you reach out to us, then we could be aware of it. And another person may not, may dislike it as well. Or it could be something that you do like that we aren't sure whether or not someone likes it, you know, and could be about to scrap it. Right. You never know. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so we're going into our, we're, we're rounding our, second year in may we're in the middle of our sixth season 
throughout this year, throughout this time. So basically in 2021, in May, when we started the podcast, um, Shalia was um, dealing with kidney failure. And so I felt like in that I moment. I asked you to tell my business like no. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I felt like that was the podcast was also something that was going to help her too because she wasn't really in that at that time. So, knowing us, we are we we were at one point workaholics. So, she had been out of work, not by choice. <laughs> um, always, you know, she was going to freaking dialysis three times a week. Um. So I feel like the podcast also gave her something, you know, to look forward to and to feel like, you know, she can accomplish things. Like she's not, you know, like if she's in a rut or whatever. And I, was I working at that time in May? I guess I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if I was working. Yeah, you were. Um, yeah, but I didn't have a full-time permanent job, I think. Yeah. You was working, I think, for unemployment. Oh, yeah, I was working. Yeah, I was working a temp position, I think. But, um, and then, what, two months? Two, two, three, what? I had my transplant in July. So that's? Two months. Three, wait, five, two months, yeah. Two months later, old girl got her phone call, honey. But I haven't gotten phone calls that whole time. So I had told Janina, like, listen, I know we got the podcast, but I don't know when these calls are coming in. That's the part that's so funny is that she said it, but we didn't even plan. Like, we didn't plan for what was going to happen when, like, it's weird. Because I feel like (laughs) we should have planned, but we didn't plan. I I don't think we really had time. that quickly. I don't, see, this is the thing. We, I talked about it, and I had got several phone calls that were done. So it was like, oh, I don't know, because I don't know if you remember, like, a couple times they called me, like, we need you to fast, don't eat anything, and blah, blah, blah. Then the next day they would call me, like, oh, no. So it was just like, I got discouraged. But I had my bags packed, it was July 4th weekend. And I was going supposed to come to Philly that weekend. We had planned to do some in-person recordings. But I got the call the day that we were supposed to leave to come to Philly. Because July 4th was on a Sunday. But it was going to be observed on a Monday. So, but, you know, all of that changed. And even after that, after I got my transplant, um, I had an emergency where my doctor called me like, your blood count is too low. You got to go to the hospital right now. So that was another setback. It was just like a lot of stuff that happened, but we kept going. So that's the good thing. We didn't let that discourage us. You know, season one wasn't a full season because of that, but it's okay. We came back and now we're bigger and better. So that's, that's to me, that's what matters. We didn't give up. Because something like that, just with the way that I felt and what I went through after that whole transplant surgery, I probably would have gave up if I didn't feel like I had a commitment where I was letting Janine in. I probably would have been like, yeah, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I mean, I 
don't know, like, I guess because, like I said, because we spoke about it, and so it was like, I, I recorded a couple of episodes with people as guest hosts, um, while she was recovering, but her getting, her having her surgery, and her being in Georgia, it was like really, really scary for me. <laughs> like I didn't think, I didn't think or know I would be like as emotional as I was, but it was really scary for me, and I didn't, I didn't expect it to like affect me in that way. Um, because she's, I mean, she's been through a lot. <laughs> she, she, she had other surgeries, and I think that's probably what it is. They always go right. So, um, no, but same time, this one did. Yeah, I, and just, then just the the healthcare that I receive here is just different. I'll just say that to say the least, but it's different. Yeah, I mean, just for her to be able to get like it, it got really deep because at the end of the day the disease that she was dealing with is a very serious disease. And I feel like, especially in a black community, like I hear people say it. I'll give you an example. My my sister, uh, one of her friends, uh, I saw her not too long ago, and she was saying how her brother-in-law passed away. So she said he was only in his 40s. So I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's a shame, blah, blah, blah. But then she proceeded to tell me how he was on dialysis and um, he had a stroke or something like that. So then I said, so he had, um, kid, I was like, was he on a donor list for a, kid, for a kidney? And she was like, no, 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 no. I don't think he got to that point. What? This is the thing. I'm realizing that a lot of people, well, because I feel like that's what I feel like they are killing black people. Diabetes is killing black people. Period. That's, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the number one. A lot of, of people, in my opinion, have diabetes and think it's just diabetes. That's it. Right? Not like, oh, okay, this disease is affecting these organs, right? And I need these yes. organs to function. I had a doctor tell me diabetes could be worse than having AIDS because diabetes affects every organ in your body from your head to your toes. And you don't Literally. know what is going to affect on your body. Literally. So, um, so when she said that, I'm like, well, does people know, even Anthony, right? He has a friend that goes to dialysis three times a week. And Anthony said something to me one day. He was like, well, he can't this Like, no. <laughs> because no. the guy is like, oh, you know, he, he's like, oh, no, I can't go. I got, I got dialysis in the morning. Oh, I, can't, I can't do this. I got dialysis in the morning or whatever. So I think that because so many people, this is the catch. So many people know people who go to dialysis that they don't understand what it exactly means. And I know what it means. 
if it wasn't for Shalia and me asking questions and her telling me stuff, then I wouldn't really understand the gravity of it. But I did have a friend too. That's the thing. Before before Shalia, I had a friend who had kidney failure also. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was he got diagnosed at a young age. Yes. So he had kidney failure a long time ago. So because of that, then I kind of understood it, you know. But I think a lot of people just be like, "Oh, well, she, oh, cause she go to she go to dialysis. Well, he go to dialysis, and I'm just like, okay, but like, do you understand? Like, it was like, let's put it like this: if somebody went to somebody's heart was jacked up, and they had to go to a facility to flow blood through their heart for them. I feel like people will understand it. Like, if I gotta go, I gotta go to car- cardiologist. <laughs> no, I don't. That's the thing. I still don't think people will understand because just like with chemo, people don't understand the gravity of that. It's like, just because you um are not losing your hair or you're looking like you're going through chemo, that doesn't mean that chemo isn't affecting you in other ways. So I just think it's just the whole awareness thing um you can't miss dialysis like you literally can die <laughs> if you miss dialysis so he was like no I was like but see that's what but also people are not transparent about their medical conditions so i'm like well i don't think he understands what this means because like even when i asked well is he on the list for a new kidney like he's been on dialysis for a while like some people also, don't qualify though yeah, I guess that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation because in my opinion, you're basically saying like, well, are we ain't putting no healthy. You ain't worth a healthy kidney. It's not that. It's that your heart has to be healthy. You have to be active. You have to have a supportive family. If you're not, if they see that you're not, it's a lot of stuff that goes into the getting on the transplant. It's not you That's go true, but I say, don't feel like but I feel like when people first have the conversation of um whatever your kidney functioning is, now it's time to go to dialysis, right? I don't feel like sometimes they're told like, Well, you need to make these changes because like even with even with my husband, with him going to the doctors and them keep telling him, Oh, you're pre diabetic, you're pre diabetic, he wasn't understanding that this means that if you don't change what you're doing, you're going to transition into being a diabetic because your organs are not blah blah blah. The, you know what I mean? The actual actual functioning of what that means. Yeah, because then, you gotta ask questions. You gotta ask questions. Right? You gotta advocate for yourself. And some people see. I'm not a person that I just listen to. The doctors tell you this and that's that. I'm asking questions. Right. You're not giving me new stuff, not explaining it. Some people just go with everything the doctor says. You you can't and literally in this day and time, doctors are killing people. So you can't go with everything that the doctor is saying. You gotta ask questions. But it's a lot people have died from getting transplants because their body can't it's the extensive ass surgery. Everybody can't get it. Age has something to do with it. Your other health issues have a lot to do with it. It's a lot. Even after you get it, it's a lot that comes along with it. And to be honest, it's people that I went to dialysis with that are scared. They're like, I'd rather just come here 
and do this yeah. until it's my time to go. And honestly, like I told you, after I got my transplant, I went through a depression. And everything that I went through, I said, I don't know if this works it. I right. don't know if this is actually yeah. better than being on dialysis. So it's a right. lot of mental stuff that go along with the two. On top of that, you have to be in a good mental state. It's a lot that goes into it. But honestly, when I was going through my journey, before I even had to get on dialysis, my doctor talked to me about getting on a transplant. My doctor offered to have my family come in, explain the disease to them, and see who in my family was a match to be a donor. Unfortunately, diabetes runs in my family. So the family that I had, none of them would be equipped to give me a kidney because they wouldn't qualify because they had underlying health issues. But again, finding the doctor, everything. That's the case amongst the black community. So many people have diabetes or diabetes running in our family that it's hard to find donors. They say it's so hard for black people to, to like, you know, the amount of black donors. Yeah, it is because these health issues, but again, that goes back to how we eat, how we handle food for like our mental health. It's a lot of stuff. It's it's so deep that, <laughs> listen, it's deep. It's really, it is. really, and you know, if you don't take this stuff serious, then it literally will kill you. And the fact that um, my mom had diabetes, my grandmom had diabetes, my dad had diabetes. I watched my grandmom cure her own diabetes just from changing her diet and eating right. Right. So I know that it's possible, and my grandmom did take insulin. So I know that it's possible, but when you're young and you a lot of my complications stem from me being young and dumb. Two, I took a job that did not have health insurance. Dumb. So I, I couldn't get my medicine. So I went a long period of time without my medicine. And that's when the damage started. So unfortunately, a lot of the damage is irreversible. But right. it's just it's just the need for more awareness and education. Uh, because listen. They're building dialysis centers everywhere. They yes. they be across the street from each other because yes. there's so many people that have this disease that and then they soon, make more money. They make more money yeah. that way, and that's why. Like I don't know, a couple years ago, I realized that I was like, because growing up, I never saw dialysis. <laughs> like growing up, I never saw dialysis places, and now. They everywhere. And I'm just like, okay, okay. But, you know, unfortunately, it has a lot to do with the food that we eat and the food that we have access to. Right. Food deserts and all of that stuff. Like I said, it's so deep. It's so deep. But, you know, for me being in this community and seeing other people, it affects other races and cultures. Just to say, I mean, not as much, but it affects whites and blacks the most. Um, and so, but the thing is, is that they recently just changed it. They were measuring our kidney function on a different scale than everybody it, else. Yeah. So they were basically doing it on a curve. So right. it's like, if you, if you were black, <laughs> they were like, 
you know, you, your functioning could be lower and you'd be mm-hmm. good. So I don't even know where they got mm-hmm. that research money. <laughs> racism. Racism. That's where it's from. It's from racism. Your number could be lower than a white person and the white person will qualify before you mm-hmm. because they were doing this adjustment. They were doing this adjustment for um, black people. But um, yeah, so so yeah, so we just brought that up to say how like that was a part of our journey with the podcast, and it was a part of our journey within our friendship and with us uh, growing. So one of the main reasons why we wanted to do the podcast was because we felt the shift in our growth where we were now transitioning into womanhood um we were young ladies when we met um but now you know like when people say like grown woman and i we physically felt that shift of being a a grown woman you know what i mean and then now in our 40s we are definitely trying on you know we, we trying on that womanhood jacket we trying to figure out which one you know fit us best so I feel like a lot of times women, especially women of color, we don't talk about certain trials and tribulations that we deal with from grief to joy to suicidal thoughts to it's just to me it's just an array of things that health as an issues. adult health issues, the way divorce, your body changes, <laughs> parenthood, yeah, you know, um relationships relationship women issues raising teenagers dealing with the education system sending kids to college financial aid finding a job that you like there to me there's so many different topics that on a daily basis you have to encounter just like us being adults Every day, I feel like every week is a new challenge. Like that's to me, that's what it's like. Being an adult is like the like survivor. Like what? What's <laughs> like? What, what are you going to survive? Right, right, right. This week, I had last week. Last week, I had a sick child. Right, so my daughter has been dealing with stomach issues, and then that. I'm in the hospital with her, and then the next day I get hit. My car, <laughs> my car gets hit. Then on top of that, my husband had been out of work because he was in an accident, and he's back at work. And then it's like, you know, I'm still, it's just to me, it's just like it's always something new every day. Every day is always a, a new task or. And something you never encountered before that you gotta figure out yeah and I, and I understand more today how a lot of people in the 90s got hooked on crack cocaine I'm gonna be honest <laughs> I totally I totally understand it because maintaining your mental health is a daily challenge and if you don't have that foundation, me, I, I, I'm blessed. I have parents that gave a fuck about me, that cared about me, who, 
you know, I could fall. If something happened to me today, I, I have my parents I could fall back on. So many people did not have that. So many people didn't have supportive people in their life. So when they're dealing with these life tribulations and the world is piling on, piling it on them and disappointment is happening, they're losing their job, um, they're getting evicted and, you know, a, a, a man is leaving them with kids. That's a lot of shit to deal with. And sometimes, you know, people wasn't going to therapy. Oh, yeah, I got to go. I got to go to therapy. I, let me log in and Zoom with my therapist. That definitely was not happening tonight. Uh-huh. So I can see how people were able to be convinced to take something that was going to make them feel good. And unfortunately, it was a scam. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I understand it more. Like I said, as an adult, honestly, and especially as a person who has children and who had children later in life, I don't, I don't know what kind of superpowers people have. Were they able to keep their sanity and raise four or five kids? I don't know. But um, I just feel like you know, we just wanted we wanted to have a platform that we could share with other people that um, we could talk freely. Um, people could um, listen to us and share their um, stories of what things that they're going through that we've never experienced or don't know much about. Like I said, for me, every guest that we have come on, I learned something from them because you might hear about this, but you don't really know the ins and outs of what people deal with when they're going through it. So just a platform that we can as women and bring the male perspective too, because that's important. But you know, as women, we go through a lot, and this it's been research that we deal with depression differently because we always feel like we gotta be there and be the strong one, hold it down. <laughs> yeah, and so especially we can't as do it black no women. More. Yeah, and especially as black women, especially as descendants of enslaved people, we have been. We, we've inherited certain stress and traits that's like basically part of our DNA and a lot of shit is toxic <laughs> a lot of shit that we do or a lot of the things that we were indoctrined to do um, is not progressive and it takes a lot of like that's the, that's you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom it's like you know, you can have all the knowledge, but if you don't have the wisdom to utilize that knowledge, you know, it's it's worthless. Right. But yeah, I watched this some more special too. Oh, you yeah. should be talking about that. Uh huh. I watched <laughs> yeah. that last night. Uh, so this is us. This is who we are. We try to be transparent. We try to share our stories and our experiences. Because one thing that this podcast and therapy, even though I don't have a therapist anymore, it's like, no. One thing that it's taught me is when you're not okay, it's okay to let people know that you're not okay. Because that, me, I was the person, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm put on this cape and nobody's going to know. And deep down inside, that's why sickness is growing. All of these things, they come out in other ways. So it's important to just get your mental health, your physical health, 
everything intact. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. We all go through stuff. Because for a while, but I still do, I was being judged and blamed for my illness, which in all actuality, I had no control over because I was diagnosed at 14 with diabetes, juvenile diabetes. My mom had it. My grandmom had it. My dad had All these people had it. So it's like, you know, growing up, my mom was known for baking cakes and cooking. <laughs> That's what she did. That's the stuff that we ate. Even though she still had diabetes, um, you know, but she didn't pass away from complications of diabetes. So it was just like, even though my mom had diabetes, she was into a lot of herbs and natural remedies. So that's the kind of stuff that she was into. But, you know, it was like, it's coming from both sides of your family. Um, and pretty much my pancreas wasn't working. I had to go on insulin at a young age. So this is, you know, the result. And again, I was young and dumb when I got diagnosed. Even in school, my friends was asking questions and peer pressure, all of that stuff. So it just caught up to me. Um, and it's not something that I'm proud of, but I'm, I'm able to share my story and go back and talk to juveniles who are diagnosed with diabetes at a young age. Like, Forget what people think. It's about you and it's about your health because I encounter, so even going to the doctor and things like that, I hear stories from nurses, from doctors. Oh, I would love if you, if you would be able to talk to my niece or my cousin who's going through this. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are going through it, as we talked about earlier. But it's not your fault. Some stuff is genetics. Some stuff you know, it's inevitable, but you got to fight through it. And I'm glad that I'm still here today because a lot of times it was looking grim. I've been through some things, but I'm still here today to share my story. So that's what I'm going to continue to do, bring awareness and share my story with as many people that I can. So this is us. This is who we are. So we balance each other out. We decided that Anything in our friendship that we feel each other is offended by, we want to talk about it, um, not let it get in the way of us not having a relationship anymore. Because we too grown for that shit at this point. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, it's foolish. Like, it's, <laughs> it I is. mean, at the end of the day, we love each other a lot, and that's what matters, and... We, um, you know, we, we want everybody to, we want everybody to be great. Like, honestly, like, at the end of the day, like, I want everybody that I'm affiliated with, I want everybody to be great. I love to see people accomplish their goals. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I want, I want everybody to be great. And I, and I personally need to believe in myself more than what I do. So, you know, sometimes I've been, you know, held accountable. And that's what it is. But, <laughs> but you know, we just wanted to kind of like, I guess, give a synopsis, a synopsis of who we are today. 
uh, what our intentions is with our podcast, um, what we see the future. We want to continue to grow. Uh, we want to do better with our uh, marketing. We want to do better with with you know getting the word out. We want we just we're just looking to grow at this point to get into as many ears as possible. Right. So that that if you're a listener, if you like what we do, if you like the content, share it. Share it with your yeah. friends. I go on people lives. And it's funny, I, I laugh at it now, but I see why they do it. Like, I was on somebody live and they were like, yeah, I'm not starting until I get 50 shares. Go, the person you was just texting, share my life with them. <laughs> and it's like, if I'm sharing this free content with you, because it was a cooking, cooking live, and they, you know, go step by step and all that stuff. They're like, if I'm sharing this content with you, the least you can do is share it. You know what I mean? You get in this game for free. So, share, like, comment, subscribe. You know, yes. um, if you want to be a guest, we what we do welcome guests. Um, hit us up if you got feedback, good or bad. We take it all. We we're in the business to grow and become better. So we're we're not offended. So you know, this is who we are, trying to grow and be better. Be better humans because there's a lot of evil people in this world and a yes. lot of evil, period. So we just want to be better and bring awareness to different issues and things that people experience in their everyday life that they don't get a chance to share. Right. Because some people, I mean, some people might be going through, a lot of people go through things alone and they, you know, um, become more depressed because they're like, well, why me? You know, like a lot of people, you don't realize until you talk to other other women or other people who like, oh, I went through that too. I went through that too. And a lot of times when you can see that person's end result, then it's easier for you to understand that it is like at the end of the tunnel. So that's one of the main reasons why we love for people to come on our platform and share their stories. And um, because a lot of times you aren't what you've been through. So it's like the person that you see today, Definitely. you wouldn't have any idea of how they got there. <laughs> they didn't share this story. Thank God I don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> Child, I would be in a wheelchair with a crutch. <laughs> with a, it's like, let me stop. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, so we're going to end our episode. One thing that me and Janina have in common is our love for music. <laughs> we, at one time, <laughs> would be talking in music lyrics and that would annoy people finish sentence with music lyrics and people would be like, what is wrong with them? So, uh, <laughs> we always end our episode with lyrics that relate to the episode or something that's from... um one of our favorite songs is something that we're listening to right now. So, what's your lyrics for this week? So, my lyric from this week is uh, Mary J. Blige, Take Me As I Am. Um, yes, yeah, she's wiser now, can't disguise her now. She don't need no one telling her what to do and say. No one telling her who's to be. She's on solid ground. She's been lost and found, and she answers to G-O-D. And she's confident. 
this is not the end. Ask me how I know because she is me. Yes, Mary. I think tonight <laughs> is a, um, a BT special one with Mary, Sarai, and other women. Listen, I don't know about you, but it's called The Wind Down. <laughs> HBO needs <laughs> to be like, because you know that's the name of the insecure after show, The Wind Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's supposed to, it's come on tonight, right? It's in. Oh, is I it? I don't know if I'm going to watch it tonight, but I'm going to watch it though. Um, so my lyrics are from a song called Bless Me by Maverick City and Kirk Franklin. And the lyrics I chose say, Bless me, bless me, God, not just for me, but so everyone around me can have everything they need. Let all these folks that's with me, God, have everything they need. That, that's that's my mantra. Every morning I'm listening to this song because I I don't just want my blessings to overflow, but I want everybody that's around me that's affiliated with me. I want all their blessings to overflow, and I always pray for my friends and my family, and I'm seeing their blessings. So thank you, Lord, for blessing everybody and giving them the things that they need. So. We will catch you guys on the next episode. We appreciate all the new listeners, all the new supporters, everyone who's been providing feedback and sharing our content. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. So we'll catch y'all next week. Peace out. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't leave yet. Thanks for listening to my mom and auntie. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at the underscore John underscore podcast on twitter at w underscore the j on tiktok at the john a podcast and visit our website www.johnpod.net don't forget to ask the door sending your listening letters to the john pod at gmail.com period this is the john a podcast i love y'all be forward.